Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional of any kind, so if you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or health professional. Okay, so I guess I'm just addicted to you guys because <laughs> I said the last episode I was going to take off for a month and then I came back with this episode because I wanted to try out my microphone. It was on the fritz and now it's working. Knock on wood, I had to order a new microphone. I had <laughs> recorded five episodes in a row of this podcast and then, you know, the two others I do and the microphone just, it just died, I think, because in my house, I have such an old house, I can't have central air conditioning. We had people come in, we had three consultants come in to add central air conditioning and they all said the same thing. You might as well just build a new house for as much as it's gonna cost you to put in all the vents and the crawl space and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, we only have <laughs> air conditioning in certain parts of this house and dumb me, because I knew this from last year because I lost a microphone last year and I forgot, you cannot keep the microphone on the really hot, humid days just sitting in the case. And I did, and it really effed up the microphone. So anyway, I don't know why I had to tell you that, just some microphone drama, but I thought you'd like to hear it. <laughs> so you get a new episode because I get to test out microphones. So there you go. That's what I'm saying. I just want to say thank you to all of you who have been adding five-star ratings on Spotify. I am so appreciative. Thank you so much. And wherever you listen, Amazon Music, Pandora, etc. Now, for those of you who listen on Apple Podcasts, I really would love for you to keep adding those five-star ratings and reviews because I still am at 27 reviews and ratings and around 31 is when you get that little black legitimacy star, which is what I'm going for in Apple Podcasts. So please, if you have not added a five-star rating or review there, please do. I <laughs> This next thing has been on my mind for three weeks. It's so ridiculous. I have a feeling no one has thought about it. I haven't gotten one DM about it, one anything, one email, but I don't know. It's just kept on my mind. <laughs> episode 52, when I recorded with my husband, Craig, there was a point in it where he called me a bitch. I was laughing behind the scenes, but I had to put that episode through a filter, a noise filter, and I took out all the outside noise except the speaking and the music. So you can't hear me in the background laughing. So if anyone was offended when he said that, because I think it came across as a little too harsh, please note he was kidding. He had a smile on his face. I was laughing. I thought it was funny because I was looking at his expression, the way he was saying it. It didn't offend me at all. And you just couldn't hear me laughing because I used that noise filter. So I just want everyone to know that. Now I feel better. Now I can move on with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about a couple updates that I thought you might find interesting, just news updates, I guess you could say. Uh, this is from The Daily Skim. This is this newsletter that's written by two young women millennials who I just think they do a really good job. So this is how I get my news is this weekday newsletter that comes to my email. And here's what they wrote. Alpha gal syndrome. Yesterday, the CDC said the tick-borne illness 
has made more than 100,000 Americans allergic to red meat since 2010. The allergy develops after a tick bite injects a specific kind of sugar molecule. As many as 450,000 Americans are believed to have it. Can you believe that? Never heard of it. I went on, I read the article attached, and they said that why this alpha-gal syndrome has not been suspected is because of a lot of times it is after the person has eaten red meat, but hours after. So it doesn't happen. You know, they always tell you 10, 15 minutes after, which I don't believe in. I think it can happen days after, but that's the whole thing. But with this alpha-gal syndrome, it's usually hours after, and it can be a lot of hours and people get nausea, vomiting, dizziness. It can get very severe symptoms. So if that's something that you notice, let's say you don't eat a lot of red meat, you go out, you eat a hamburger 12 hours later, you're just feeling terrible. You may want to think about that because that is a large number, 450,000 Americans. And remember, this also has to do with SIRS and biotoxin illness. So if that's something you need to be tested for, think about that. Again, it's called alpha-gal, G-A-L syndrome. So you can look that up. Another thing I want to discuss is I have mentioned Marianne Teitelbaum, the Ayurvedic expert who I love on this podcast many times, I believe, And she is just known for her incredible herbs and all of her knowledge. And she just talked about an herb called Mamsa Rohini. Mamsa, M-A-M-S-A-R-O-H-I-N-I. It is known to heal weakened and damaged muscle tissue. And it has been especially successful in healing multiple sclerosis. And this is an autoimmune podcast. So if anyone has UC and MS, all of that, definitely look into Mamsa Rohini. Now, if anyone wants me to forward you the newsletter where I originally received the information, then just email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com and I will forward that to you if you have MS, if you know someone with MS. Here's what I say all the time is don't just go and do the herb. I've done that. I did that two months ago. I talked to you guys about it. Disaster. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this UC herb and I did not research it enough and it had all these moldy flowers in it, caused a horrible reaction for me. So you don't want to just plunge in. I mean, definitely research, try to get an herbalist or a natural doctor on board and do everything slowly. That's another thing, just a little bit of a SIRS update for me. I am finally getting all the SIRS testing tomorrow the end of July, the very end of July, and I should have those results. I mean, definitely by my appointment by later August, and I will share all of that to you with you. And there is just, there's a ton of testing. It's going to be a ton of blood that's going to be drawn, but I'm really happy that I'm going through this. And then we're finally going to find some answers because I would really like to know, do I have X? Do I have Y? What's wrong? What, you know, what needs to be healed? So that information is coming to me 
and then coming to you. It's funny because it's been so freaking humid this summer and it's usually not that humid where I live. Now, I live in New York, so if you talk to people in the city who live in New York City, they'll tell you it's humid a lot. That's true, but I live a couple hours above New York City and an hour and a half and usually it's not that humid even in the summer. Yes, of course, we have maybe a few day stretches of where it's really humid, but besides that, we really don't. And this summer has been tons of rain, tons of humidity, ugh, which I hate, and tons of mosquitoes, which I also hate. And I have been getting those mold shocks, those electric shocks in the back of my head and now I know it's because it's just been so moldy. Today we have a gorgeous day, no humidity, about 72 degrees and it's gonna be like this all week and I'm feeling fine, no mold shock. So I just want everyone to realize that. Again, if you think you have SIRS, go back to those episodes. I've, I've talked to a few of you via email where you write to me and you say, thank you for pointing that out. I think I might have SIRS. If you find out you have the SIRS gene, we don't do well in humid climates. We don't do well in wet climates because that is where mold really breathes and expands and grows. And so we do better in the desert, very dry climate. So I just want to point that out to everyone. And then I received an amazing update from a wonderful listener named Amanda Bruton. And she has found extremely good results, or I just should say great. <laughs> She's found great results with CBD oil. And she wrote to me in the beginning and said, I'm using it, I'm kind of trying it out. And then she wrote to me again, which was so great. She said she's now used it for an extended period of time. And because of the CBD oil, she was able to wean off UC Pharmaceuticals, which I mean, come on, you can't ask for better than that. That is so amazing. She also had discussed, which I've heard many times before, to make sure that you have patience and you get the dosage right and that you're going to a medical facility so they can help you. So that's good too. And then she also said she can, she doesn't always do it, but she can take a small amount of THC if she has pain associated with UC. Amanda is from Australia, so I don't know the brand of CBD oil. And for those of us who are here in the US, Canada, Europe, I, I don't know what that brand would be, but every area makes their different CBD oil. You just have to find the right one. I've said this a million times, but if you're new to this podcast, I do not do CBD or THC because it brings out my anxiety, unfortunately. And I told Amanda, if that were me and I could do CBD oil, I'd be snorting it. It'd be up my ass. It'd be everywhere. I'd be bathing in it. But unfortunately, I can't do it. So if you want to follow Amanda, who I have had contact with and she's awesome, at Amanda Bruton. 76. I will put that in the show notes. And she has this really interesting and cool Instagram at Authentic Aussie Adventures. It's all about her and her partner and how you can rent out a place from her. And it's in this absolutely gorgeous part of Australia. So if you're in Australia, if you are traveling to Australia, definitely follow that Instagram so you can... Uh, take part in that. We can all support each other. Again, both of these Instagram handles will be in the show notes, so you can just click on it. 
I also want to say my second eye surgery went extremely well, extremely well to the point I didn't even know what to do with myself. My first eye surgery, and by the way, guys, I'm going to get into all of this in an episode that's going to be very intricate. I want to go through what it was like to have eye surgery, what it was like to prep for eye surgery, what I did right, what I did wrong, and I'm going to link it to UC, but that'll be in an episode down the road. My first eye surgery, I had the right eye done first, and everything went very well, but it was a lot for the recovery. I thought I'd be back in three days, and it wouldn't be a big deal, and I'd be rocking and rolling. It wasn't like that at all, and what really threw me off was I had the surgery done in the right eye, but then I was wearing a contact still in the left eye and it completely threw me off. And I didn't think it was going to, it wasn't great. Some people pop out the eyeglass lens to match up. I didn't do that. It was just too much. I found it to be really hard. Usually they schedule eye surgery two weeks apart. Mine was scheduled six weeks apart. So I had to deal with that for six weeks. When I went in, I talked to the doctor. They had said to me, yeah, the people who have to wear the contact in the other eye for that many weeks, it's a lot. Some people can't do it. They see double vision. They put a patch over their eye. It just really, it screws them up. So that was a big problem for me. Then when I got the left eye done, it was as if everything came together. It wasn't a big deal at all so far. I'm going to knock on wood, knock on wood for recovery. It's been like a dream. I have been back. I mean, I've been back probably hours after getting the surgery done. I remember after the anesthesia and oh, they give you Xanax, which is awesome, which I'll talk about. (laughs) So after that, I remember... I pretty much went to Whole Foods. That's a whole thing I'll talk about. Went home, fell asleep for maybe a couple hours, woke up, and I was like, new. And the next day, I was driving to the post op by myself. And uh, yeah, and I was shopping and doing all sorts of things. So I'm very grateful for that. They did find scar tissue in that original right eye, which happens in 50% of the patients. I'm hoping that through Reiki and visualization, I will be able to break it up. If not, I will have to go in and get a small laser to break up that scar tissue, which, you know, I had been told in the beginning that may be a problem, but so far no scar tissue in the left eye, but I'm seeing great. I am seeing on the 2020 line for both eyes. So, uh, and that's distance obviously. And I, I just couldn't be happier and yeah, so things have gone very well so far, but again, another episode, I will expand on that. So for today, I just wanted to quickly go back to the filter technique from episode 54. So if you haven't listened to episode 54, please do first and maybe come back to this or just listen to all of this and then go back to episode 54, whatever works for you. But I had talked about a filter technique to where if you are involved in a negative experience, a negative situation, meeting with negative people, whatever it is, then you imagine yourself on one side of the filter with them. And this is all visualization. 
And then you pull yourself through the filter. And as you're doing it, it's like, you know, very stretchy saran wrap and you're pulling yourself through the filter and you're clearing yourself. So everything negative and yucky stays on the filter. You clear yourself, you're pushing yourself through the filter and you come out completely clean and you put a white and yellow light on you. And white is just for that spirit purity, the highest light. And yellow is also to get back your power. So to make sure you have your power back. And this filter technique, as I said, should, you know, if you practice it, it shouldn't take long. It takes me 10 seconds. It's not a big deal. It shouldn't be this whole thing. And I was saying that if you're a light worker, it could be anything from a psychic to a medium to a hairstylist to a nurse to even a fitness trainer who's around people and touching people all day or a massage therapist, anything like that where you're picking up energy from people, it's really good at either the end of the session or the end of the day to put yourself through that filter so you are not picking up people's energy. That's a really good practice and I do it. But where I felt that I left you a little bit hanging is what happens if you say, Jay, I really like this technique, but what about all the past shit I've picked up. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to go in. I'm going to do this filter technique for today and for the rest of the days that I meet with clients. And that's fantastic. But what about all the negative shit I picked up from all of those past clients? I've been a massage therapist. Let's say, I'm just pretending. Let's say Susie has been a massage therapist for 20 years. And you say, okay, I really like this. But what about the 20 years before when I was picking up all the bad stuff? Here's what I wanted to tell everyone. This is why I wanted to do this episode and why it was so important to me. What you are going to do is you are going to put yourself, again, visualize, on the side of the filter with all of the negative experiences, all of the negative people, everything negative that you have experienced in this lifetime, And by the way, you can do it if you know about a past lifetime too. That's fine. Simultaneous lives. What you want to do is put yourself back in maybe it was a very negative era. I'm not saying traumatize yourself. I'm just saying put yourself back in there. Visualize it. Visualize the negative people, the negative experiences, all of it. And then pull yourself through the filter and clean yourself of all of those negative past experiences and then put the white and yellow light back on you. I have done this after the class with Tina Zion that I talked about in episode, well, I've talked about in all the episodes recently, but the medical intuitive class I did with her, I went back and did it for all the years of my negative past experiences. I mean, childhood, being an adolescent, the hardships I experienced in my 20s and my 30s, all of that. And I would say, to be honest, that probably took me a little less than five minutes to do. And then I pulled myself through the filter so I was clean. That's a good way to make sure that you are leaving the energy of all those past negative experiences behind and you are cleaning yourself and then you're, you're good to go. All right, I will be returning either the first or second week of September 2023 with a new episode. I am glad I was able to hop on here and just 
test the mic and say hi once more before I start delving into other things. And in my household, when we have this amazing, perfect poo, when it slides right out of the body, perfect color, no mucus, no blood, you turn around the toilet, you're so proud of yourself, you say, wow, we call that a green heart. I wish everyone a green heart day.